Welcome, guys. It's a Special Friends Podcast. Back at it again with your boy, Woozy. And I'm here to talk to you guys. Be real personal. Um, first off, you know I love to do shout-outs. I just want to shout-out everybody who's been supporting the podcast, even though I've been the most inconsistent person possible, probably. Eh, probably people worse than me. But, like, <laughs> I'm close to being, like, the most inconsistent person. <clears throat> and I just want to say I appreciate you guys. I gotta give my shout-outs. I got a list because I don't, don't want to forget nobody. I'm still going to forget people because my list is small, but I just want to say, first off, shout-out to Oponce. OG, OG, showing love in the stream. Shout-out to Surion. Shout-out to Squid. Shout-out to Viva. Shout-out to Ray Unicorn. Shout-out to SoCal Samurai. That's Senpai right there. And shout-out to D-Jax. Not D-Jax. D-Jax. Um... Shout out to CJ too. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys for always supporting me and holding it down, even though I've been inconsistent. Um, but I want to kind of talk about the future of the podcast. Um, I'm aware of the inconsistency, so I'm trying to I'm trying to fix that. And um, I've told you guys about some of the struggles that comes with being consistent. When it comes to being like doing a podcast, especially the type that I do right here, um, so been working on finding things to solve that, and uh, one of the things is getting a, a co-host, <laughs> which is like who I'm here with right now. Um, she was on the last episode, and um, it's Mrs. B. Is it Mrs. B? Yeah, Professor B. Professor B. Put respect to her name, Professor B. Yeah. So, I'm here now with Professor B, and she's a new co-host of the Special Friends podcast. So, should be fun. Should be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be a good time. What, <laughs> you ask. what are some things you're looking forward to as far as uh, um, a new era? <clears throat> a new era, yeah. I mean, you know, I've been on two podcasts before this, and for me, consistency was a struggle, too. <laughs> so I think I'm just looking forward to being creative again, um, you know, new new partnership, and, um, you know, I don't know, a new opportunity to kind of put my voice back out there, but do it in a really fun, low-key, laid-back way. And like I said, it's cool to do this with, like, um... Like a new partner, mm -hmm. you know, I've done this, like I said, two podcasts before, um, one with a group of my, uh, friends, girlfriends, and then another one was like a co-ed podcast as well. It was a group of us, um, and both were good experiences, but, um, yeah, I feel like I still have a lot to say and, um, I'm, I don't know, also have done a lot of help healing with my mental health and stuff so I feel like I can be consistent again and yeah so let me ask Did you I even answer the question it's okay I don't even know if you answered the question I'm a little nervous <laughs> what are you nervous for now you know, all my public speaking anxiety coming up <laughs> I teach this <laughs> gonna be exposed now but I want to ask you like I want you to speak on that too because I mean anybody who actually like does creative things as far as like mm. create video anything where you have to take your spare time and use it to create something understands there's like 
Consistency is the hardest part because some days you're just not feeling it. Yeah. I kind of wanted you to like speak on it. Like, well, what are some struggles that you have with consistency? Discipline. It's primarily just the discipline of like, I can actually be <clears throat> consistent for a while, but it's mm-hmm. like once I once I find a break in the consistency, it's having the discipline to be consistent again. Mm-hmm. Um, and not like falling back into <clears throat> bad habits. So I feel like for me, yeah, it's like discipline and being committed to discipline, mm-hmm. to being disciplined. Um, yeah. And then, I feel that though. Yeah, and then also just having the right circle. No, that took me a while to get to, but um, that's the hardest part, you know. Yeah, just having like the right circle of people who um, encourage you, inspire you, and build with you. Mm-hmm. With you, you know, um, it's not a competition. I feel like that's like also really important. So for me, it's been like finding the right people to be around that help me to arrive where I need to be, that help me to be consistent, that yeah. you know. Um, hold me accountable mm-hmm. and that um, invite me to do the same for them. So. I think that's, I remember that was a, when I was younger, you always hear like, if you want to make it go to LA. I never understood that like whole concept yeah. until like now that I'm kind of, even though like I wouldn't consider my, I, I want to be a content creator, but I wouldn't put that label on me yet. Speaking into existence. But like. Why not now? I mean, I make content. I can't say I don't make it, you but do, I, yeah. I just don't. Until I get paid, I'm like, listen, I'm just a hobby. Sounds like you're just delaying your blessings. Period. But I was saying, like, I understand when people go to, like, L.A. Because when they go to L.A., they, like, get around people doing the same thing. So it's, like, kind of inspiring in a sense. Like, you know, like, if I'm recording a vlog and, like, me and my friends are, like, eating, like, it's kind of like, sorry, guys, like, I'm gonna just, be that guy. Like, be, like, just be chill, be chill. Like, the camera's not there. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> <laughs> Act like the camera's not there. But, you know, if you're in LA and you got friends, like, they understand, like, and they'll even, like you said, they'll, like, push you to, like, yeah, like, you should record, like, what we're about to go into or something like that. I imagine that's what it's yeah. like in their head. Um, so, I, it's definitely dope. I definitely agree with that. And so I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited for this in general. Like, yeah, yeah. Just like a nice creative outlet. That's something that's like low-key enough and relaxed enough, mm-hmm. intellectual enough that it's, I think, low risk, low impact. Because that was the other thing with the other podcast I had, that the friendships were very high risk. Not that this isn't a high risk friendship, but I just feel like um, there's like uh, the communication is probably healthier in our friendship. Um and yeah, the boundaries are very clear too. So yeah. it makes it easier to navigate and I think do business. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Um, so yeah, I also am like looking forward to that in this experience too. So what do you, what, what should we tell people to expect from this? Lots of laughs. <laughs> Lots of laughs. Uh, what else? Um, I hope we're intellectual laughs, thoughts. I'm always laughing. Yeah, I feel like we're, we're always laughing when we're having conversations. So. That, I literally told my, I was talking to somebody on Instagram today and I was telling them, like, my red flags, I'm never serious. Like, <laughs> yeah, never. That, that feels accurate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, like, I'm like, I don't know if it's a real red flag, but I was like, I feel like in most situations where somebody's like, I'm like, you ever heard that, heard that, like, audio where it's like, you need to leave. 
Like that's always like me. It's like some like somebody says something and I'm weak. It's like, <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't take anything serious. I can't. Are you the person laughing at the most inappropriate, inopportune times? Sometimes. Yeah, I went yeah. to my great grandma's funeral and uh, there was a couple times where I had to put my head down. Just, no. Cause sometimes it was like you know you, you hear somebody say something you see somebody's mannerism you're just like, the, the, like the deep exhale. It's not the time. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time it's like, I mean, that's like it seems to me it's like the perfect time to laugh. Yeah, I, like, I do that when people trip. Oh man, that's sometimes, a good one though. Yeah. Like you talking about like trip like ooh or trip like to the ground like, <laughs> like all the way the on the ladder. Ground. The ladder. Like, to see the laugh set at all. <laughs> Bro, see it's somebody. Seeing people hit the ground is so wild. Cause you're used to seeing babies when you see a grown person it's body, hard. and it's like I don't really laugh when kids fall. I don't think that that's, it's as funny actually. It's it's only it's like really, expected. Yeah, you know, it's like oh my gosh, are you okay? But adults, I laugh and then I ask if they're. I try try not to laugh, but yeah. sometimes I can't help it. <laughs> sometimes, how, sometimes I can't help it. How do you deal with that? Like, like how do you I deal do. with like like can you like are you able to like Keep keep composure and then laugh later, or, or is it like instantly like? Most times I can keep composure, but there've been a, a few times I've like I've laughed at my mom. Oh no, that's the worst person. Right I know, I know, but um, that's that's not a good look. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean not. That like, happens. I was at my mom all the time. My mom doesn't fall often, you know, <laughs> but we are both klutzy, so she she like kind of stumbles a little bit, and I stumble a lot too. So I. I don't know, I think it's it's funny, but she'll be like, you, you just gotta laugh, but you didn't fall, mom. <laughs> yeah, you, you just stripped, you just stumbled. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know, that's like, I, 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 I'm, I have a, a much better at it now, but in high school is where it was really a challenge for me. Really? Yeah, especially like people getting kicked and stuff like that, because people are always getting... But see, school, and you know, that's, that's one thing I used to hate about school, because like, I was considered a class clown. And not on purpose. Like, I was just, I just, and people still laugh at me now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm literally just saying exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. And you guys are thinking it's comedic. But I'm like, I'm like dead serious in my heart. Like, no. Like, yo, breath smell like pickles, dog. Like, I just need help. And it's like, ah. School such as, it's like, teachers, teachers put so much, like, you would get in trouble for making someone laugh. And I always thought that was so unfair. Come like, why am I in trouble? And they're the one being disruptive. I'm just over here living my life. <laughs> I'm living my life. I'm, I'm just responding to the disruption. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not the disruption. <laughs> I guess that's real. Yeah. That's... I'm the problem. Take some accountability. No, you were responding to the other person, right? Am I no, no, no. I'm the one just living oh. my life and people are laughing at me. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> And I, that's why I was in class. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Sometimes, like, it's nice to be able to mind your own business. But I honestly, none of my students are really able to mind their own business in my <laughs> class. So, I, I, child, you know what? There's one thing school got right. Like people, are like, oh, you gotta not be a distraction to your other students. I didn't believe that when I was younger, but when I get older, I'm like, you know what? There are some things that are very distracting. Would you say that it's just, like if you were in class, would it be distracting if the person sitting? in front of you was constantly checking their phone and texting hmm. or would you be like unbothered by that? They're in front of me? Any any of the desks around you. That, or like in 
quiet? Is the classroom quiet? Or is it like... Yeah, it's like a lecture day. Yeah, it depends. If it's like, if the room's like kind of moody, it's like dark, and I see like, like this one of light <laughs> in the corner of my eye, I'm always going to be like, Bruh. immediately. Yeah. But I wouldn't say like, I won't be paying attention to someone's on their phone like, I feel like, I don't know, it's, like, it's a catch-22. I think it's a, I feel like this, I feel like that is distracting to a lot of people though. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the majority on that. I feel like a lot of people see something and like, Sometimes I have the audacity to, to text right next to me when a student is speaking. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, yeah. you know, I will ask, like, what are you doing? Who are you, or who are you texting? Yeah. You know, but at the Better same time. be important. You know, they'll be like, oh, my mom, my sister. Like, let me see. But I, you know, I'm just messing with them most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I don't know. I it's distracting for me, but also on a speech day, it, that makes sense. Like people really shouldn't have their phones. Yeah, that's so that's right. If it's a speech, I feel like it's also I feel like less distra- more distracting is the person giving the speech because I haven't given many speeches, but when I'm talking to somebody, even if it's a group, if I see somebody hit this, my train of thought immediately goes. I'm like thinking like, dang, they're bored. <laughs> <laughs> like this, like thinking like. Oh, it's so dirty yeah, right now. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, but I'm not also the best orator, so. Sometimes you have good performances and sometimes you don't. Yeah. I, I take, that's what happens with my lectures. Some are really good and some are really boring. <laughs> I, that's why I understand hecklers too. Like, mm-hmm. I understand like why people get upset because if you're up there already kind of like nervous and you're like trying to focus, you're trying to like be entertaining and be like energetic but also, like, be cognizant and, like, kind of, like, be, like, tell the story. Yeah. Hear somebody go, ha! In the back. Yeah. <laughs> easily throw somebody off. Yeah. Or somebody's like, tell a good, like, you know, just saying anything. Because, yeah. like. <sighs> like, be funny. Yeah. Come on, bro. Where's the real jokes? <laughs> These are the real jokes. <laughs> but shout out to shout Shout out to that. Shout out to comedians, shout out to the hecklers. Yeah. It's all good experience. But also yeah. expect tangent conversations. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What were you doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be, I think, going forward, just in general, like I said, we're, expect casual conversation. I don't expect anything yeah. professional. Like, I don't expect, I mean. Sometimes guests, maybe. There's definitely going to be somebody. It's going to be guests for sure. Like interviews. But. Yeah. But I don't, I wouldn't, if you're looking for like a. I always use this word. If you're looking for like a college level dissertation, oh. just just go ahead and hit the X no. button right now. Yeah, no, this is Professor B off the clock. <laughs> this okay. is Professor B after hours. After hours, yeah. Jazz, like jazz voice, like slow jams. Slow jams after hours. You know that I'm so sad that's an era that's going. Is it though? They're serious radio. They got it. Oh, they doing like I don't have serious radio, I can't find it. But like, <laughs> my grandma has it, and she likes the watercolors station. Is what it's called. That's watercolors. The, watercolors. That's a good. That's, that's a good name. It's a smooth jazz yeah. serious station. Is there people like? But see, like I'm, I was talking about more like the era of like. Oh. Shout out. Like, oh, those were good times. You on the radio? They don't do those anymore. I don't listen to the radio, but I know. Shout this song to her. I want you to play Mario. Like, like I don't. I think that's gone because I remember. 
that like like it was like a time window. Like I remember, I don't know why I listened to the radio. I had like a radio in my room, and I remember just having that station on and hearing people shout out like mm-hmm. this song goes out to my girl. We've been having issues lately, and I was gonna let her know I really love her. It's like whatever, and I was like, I remember those. Those are good days. I've never been able to shout somebody out, and I feel like I'm. A, it sounds weird, like, hey, let's do the radio today. <laughs> you could. I bet you still could. I'm about to shout you out to the radio. Like, how would you shout them out, though? Call in. That's real. But I'm like, are, you, are people listening to radio? The mixtape is still alive, though. Yeah, people are listening to radio. Radio is just more available in different forms. It's, it's like people aren't really using AM and FM as often. Some still do, though. But yeah. you still get radio. Um, you, most people are streaming these days. That's real. But... They're still like, so especially like on the East Coast, I feel like they're, oh, yeah. you know what I mean, calling. Radio's heavy. I, I, was, I used to like listening to 107.9 out here. Mm-hmm. They had, in the mornings, War of the Roses. Oh, I still listen to that. You, does it still come on? <laughs> yes. I listen to it. Like, you tell me when they like, we're going to send him roses to see what happens. Because yeah. he's cheating. <laughs> so toxic. I love it. It's good. It's good radio. There was a there was a one where I was addicted. Like I, I was really gonna be late for work. I'm like I gotta listen. I, gotta, I need to know. I need because like they were doing it later than usual. I'm like I gotta sit here in my car until like it's time to clock in because I need to hear the story. It was like this girl and this guy went on a date, and the date went off good. Uh, everything, everything, and then the guy just like ghosted her, and she didn't understand like why he ghosted her. So he like kind of wanted to, I don't think it was Word of Roses, I think it was like a different like iteration of that, like mm-hmm. just like calling people trying to figure out what's going on. <clears throat> so I remember him telling, I remember her telling the story and she's like, yeah, everything hit off well, had a lot of sexual chemistry and then like we went for a walk to the park and he just kind of like was like cool off of everything, like I don't know what happened, whatever. So I'm like, oh, I gotta hear what he did, I gotta hear what happened because like in my head I'm like, was it him, was it her, what could have happened? So glad I stayed. So glad I was like, so happy I was almost late because they called this guy. He picks up the phone. They reveal that yeah, we're on the phone for blah blah blah, and she wants to know what happened. So I'm like, you guys had real good chemistry. Like we want to know what happened. You have a girlfriend, something like that. He's like, no, like it was actually like a really good date until like we went to the park and um, she drank from the dog water fountain. I don't know if it was like the lower, like there was a water fountain that was also for dogs and she like drank from it. And he's like, and then before she had like organic beef chip, organic like dog food. So she was like, yeah, you can eat it. And like, she was eating it too to like show that like, yeah, it's like, it's just food. So like to him that threw off and I remember hearing that I said, okay, he has a point. <laughs> Cause I don't care. They gave him the ick. That's a oh it was it was dog treats. There were dog mm-hmm. treats that like she was like smacking on the dog treats too, and I'm like I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't. How do you feel about that? If you were dating somebody, y'all had real good chemistry, but like he was like, yeah, the dog treats are like organic. Like I, can eat I mean, too. I he's like snacking on the dog treats. I think dog treats us that's. Fine, but it's the it's the water fountain that yeah, I think takes it to the the uh, inappropriate level for me. Yeah, you know, because it's like the sanitation of it all. <laughs> but, you know, I, I but the, the dog that water fountain went through me. The treats aren't too bad. I I could I could 
I could I would try a treat. Yeah? Yeah. If it was You would smack on one? If it was vegan. That sounds so crazy to me. Like I'm not against it because I was I was like people what? feed their dogs bacon and stuff all the time. <laughs> That's so, true. You know, I just feel like it's just another version. You smack of it on a bacon strip. You know, it's a bacon strip or it's a vegan biscuit. A vegan? I mean, yeah, I guess if it's a biscuit, it's just something. I, don't, I guess I'm just like I'm like a person like stuck in the world that it's meant for a dog. Dogs are so different than us. <sighs> yeah, we I'm, created I, dog food. I just want you to. Know yeah, that. I still live in that world. Like, ah, uh, we just eat completely different foods. Like we did that to them. <laughs> yeah. We did that to them. I mean, have you seen the people who make their dog food for the like their like they make their food for their dog? That yes. stuff looks crazy. Looks great. If I had a dog, I would do that. Oh no! I, or yeah, a cat. but I wouldn't eat it. Well, I'm gonna put like some some trout skin in there for for coat. <laughs> I'm gonna put some pumpkin no. some pumpkin spread in there for. I don't know what they'd be saying. Even like the fresh chopped vegetables and gravy. Oh. oh, like when they like make like ground, like it'd be like ground beef and like cook it up. Yeah. Season it up like, here you go. Yeah. I, can't, I mean, I can't be mad at somebody eating that. Like, you wouldn't even know. Like, that's just shepherd's pie. Yeah. <laughs> I love shepherd's pie. Never had it. It has mashed potatoes on top. Really? It's usually made, yeah, it's usually made with like minced lamb. But we here in the United States have it with ground beef. Or I'm sure other European countries probably. Okay. And then it's got like peas and corn between the mashed potatoes and the meat, wow. you know, and uh, some cheese on top. I, I think there's some cheese on top. I, I haven't had it. I've always seen it. It looks crazy. It's like, it looks like a European pot pie. Basically. That's the only thing that's missing for me is actually crust. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Love a pot pie. But a shepherd's pie with some crust would be ideal. Anyway. What are we talking about? Today? Yeah, so What's on get, the agenda? How, we, got, how, we actually got some structure today, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we do. We're 30 minutes in. But okay. part of the 30 minutes was like the rundown. The rundown. The rundown. But it's cool. Yeah, we got a couple of topics. Um, you know, some things going through the week. But I, before that, I wanted to ask you, how was your week? I want to check in. How was your week? Did yeah. we treat you well? The week treated me pretty well. Yeah. It was a busy week. It was the end of an eight-week class. Mm-hmm. I teach all sorts of, like, um, du- like classes at different durations, different capacities. So some classes are online, some are in person, mm-hmm. some are eight weeks, some are 17 weeks, some are six weeks. Um, it really varies. So yeah, I just wrapped up an eight-week accelerated public speaking class, and it was all online. And unfortunately, I procrastinated <laughs> on my grading. What does that mean? What's a it like week of grading. Oh, wow. A week of very intense grading is what that means. So it means grading all four of their speeches, you know, and, um, or it's, it's great. It's, it's getting caught up on all their grading okay. on all the assignments that I've missed. Dang, I didn't think about that. And per student, you know, it's actually, I don't know. I'm kind of in this place where let me try to stay on, I, I will try not to tangent too far, but. I struggle with like wanting to give my students thorough feedback and you know points for everything and also wanting to just give them points for doing it. Yeah. You know, cuz that would just be such easier work on my mental and on their stress. But that's not where we're where we're at. So, it was a long week of grading, mm-hmm. of grading marathons at coffee shops, late nights at home. Nice. I'm looking forward to this weekend. 
<laughs> and the relaxation. Relaxing, still doing a little more grading for other classes. Yeah. <laughs> but at least it's there's no time crunch. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think about teachers when they give out homework, they basically give themselves homework. Yes. Which is wild to think about. Yeah, so. Why y'all do that? Sorry, that's why we canceled them too. <laughs> you know what? I don't feel like writing that assignment. I don't feel like reading your assignment. <laughs> you don't feel like writing this assignment. Don't worry, I'm going to take care of you. Let's all win. Okay. Sounds like a good week then. You know? Yeah. Sometimes it's necessary too. Like sometimes you don't have the time to fit it all in and like you have to really pay attention to what the students need. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I go into the semester with very ambitious goals, but often I'm in a position where I'm like, y'all, I realize you haven't had your grades back on X, Y, or Z. So let's, let's re, let's restructure. Let's restructure. <laughs> How about we drop an assignment? Yeah. You know? It's a lot of work. I, I need to get caught up. And I can't keep putting more assignments on you when you don't have any feedback. Yeah, that's true. You know? It's pretty good. But then there's all, lastly, there's also this kind of idea, like, I would love for my students to value their own, like, feedback like personal work like there's so i would i would rather that their own personal self-reflection be more valuable than like my grade mm-hmm. you know public speaking is such a relative skill so like set your own goals pursue them at your own pace with the tools that you have from this class okay. that's what i would really like but their confidence is largely reliant and contingent upon grades points and affirmation yeah so, that's, that's, that's what I sucked about school. I did not care about the validation. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Probably you had more fulfilling classes that way, or else you were completely disconnected. <sighs> completely disconnected, for yeah. sure. Like, I'm the kid in class that the teacher, like, that the smart kids hated and the teacher kind of hates, where it's like, he's not participating at all, but somehow he's, like, doing good on these tests. And it's like, you can't just fail him on a test because he got all the answers right, but it's like, but he's not trying. Yeah, they just come to you like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the disconnect? I'm like, you just keep giving me homework. <laughs> That's really what it is. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm in the class, I'm good. It's, so just give me the homework. He's like, sorry, but my, my whole life is just not built for homework and fun. Mm-hmm. Got his shoes. And once you told me that I can get a C without doing homework. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. That sort of attitude. <laughs> People who are satisfied, students who are satisfied with C's, I know I can just see them just in their coursework, like in what sometimes what they turn in or what they don't turn in. I'm like, I see you're here for a C. And maybe personal growth, hopefully. Yeah. But <laughs> personal growth. <laughs> I hope you want some out of this. I hope you do, but you can tell. And that's okay. Public speaking isn't for everybody, but. Do you, as a teacher, do you feel like you, like, does that attitude affect you at all, or is it like, yeah. you focus on people who, who are trying, who are trying? When I first started teaching, it definitely affected me a lot. Yeah. It was, you know, super discouraging, and I was just like, I think that would taint kind of the experience for me. But now, it doesn't taint the experience, it just annoys me. Yeah, like, why are you here? Yeah, find a different instructor. Yeah. You know, find a different experience if this isn't going to be <clears throat> pleasant for you, because... It's not pleasant for you. It's not going to be pleasant for me. <laughs> yeah, I got to read this mishmash. You know, we we have to listen to this, and you have to struggle through it. See, that's one thing I didn't do. I didn't like slack on 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 stuff that I did. I just 
it was I just either didn't do it, like blatantly just didn't do it, or I would do it. Mm-hmm. Which is it I wouldn't say it's the best strategy because there's some times where you get towards the end of the year and it's like, okay, I thought I was aiming at a C. It's looking like a D. Mm-hmm. So it's time to start doing some homework. Oh, yeah. Now I'm doing projects. It's Can't like, <laughs> for extra credit. It's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm just, as long as I get the C, we're good. <laughs> and like, shout, shout out to, I remember we had a teacher named Miss Papulia. Shout out to Miss P. And she was the funniest English teacher I've ever had in my life. Because she didn't care. So it's like, I just felt like I was at home, like, ah, oh, she don't, it's just a job to her. Not, not completely a job because she loved, she loved, she loved literature. But it was like, she's like, I, listen, I'm going to be real with you guys. I have a bunch of speeding tickets mm-hmm. and I need to pay these off. Like, like she said, she would be in the, she said, she used to tell me all the time. She's like, yeah, I'll be in these meetings with the, with the student, with the teachers. And I'm like, shopping for boots. Like, mm-hmm. not, just not listening to them at all. Like, but like when she graded your paper, like, I remember one time she, somebody in our class plagiarized. I'll never forget. She like grabbed, she had like a little candle in her, her desk and she goes, my most monotone voice ever. Listen, guys, uh, I'm not going to stand and read through blatant plagiarism. Like, this is what I'm going to do with your paper. Grabs the paper and sets it on fire, and she's just sitting there like, you're going to have to redo this. <laughs> like, just burns the paper, like, burns the paper up. And I'm just like, I remember at the scene, I was like, shout out to Miss Papoulis. And I had her, I had her the last period, so she's always just like, can you guys hurry up because I'm trying to leave her. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys leave early because I'm trying to get out of the parking lot before the traffic. <laughs> so I was like, Holy, she knows what's up. So like we were like, but it, I feel like yeah, she was like also the teacher that I did the best in because it was like, okay, Miss Papoulias don't care. Like I'm gonna at least try because like she, it's not like I'm out here. There's no expectations. Yeah, here. she's not giving out major homework. It's like yeah. read the book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna read the book. Yeah. <laughs> I can't like not read the. It's a simple. Ask. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm not instructor. I like to think that. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the lighting the paper on fire, that's that's some next level, that's some next level stuff. I'm I'll never save that. that one. That was a good, that was a good day. That was, I remember, where, I remember everybody in class was quiet. Yeah, everybody in the class was quiet. Like, Cause she was like, she's like monotone. So we knew she was upset, but she didn't like visibly look upset. She's just like, now you guys are going to sit here and like write. And we're just going to have a quiet. We'll play drives. <laughs> like everybody's upset because yeah, like wherever did it did yeah like we were, we were chill we we're on our phones and stuff like this like now we gotta actually see him like, <sighs> well, we were gonna have a fun day yeah <laughs> exactly like, oh, like killing me dog that was a good day but shout out to Miss Pete but yeah anyway how was your week my week blur mm-hmm. coming back from the weekend I had last weekend I had cooked for my friends and made Coco Vaughn for them mm, what's that Coco Vaughn is like stewed chicken mm-hmm. it translates in French to like rooster and wine Basically, like, you, like, stew this chicken in, in wine with, like, leeks, carrots, onions. I made mashed potatoes, and then I made a French salad, like a, like a Dijon mustard vinaigrette, and I made, like, some crostinis with this whipped ricotta and sautéed tomatoes. It's pretty good. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds fancy. Yeah, it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty good. You shot that up a little bit. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a good time, so... That from coming from that was a lot. That took a lot more work than I thought. So that, <laughs> so that 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 day kind of I mean, was that's a normal. Huh? Is that that's not your normal like cooking capacity? I would usually. Well, this is the thing, and 
this is not a I expected to make one pot. Mm. My friend came and I forgot that he doesn't eat bacon. Mm. So that is what threw everything off because I had to make two. So now I'm like manhandling two things instead of just making one and finishing that and going to the next thing. Yeah. And that kind of threw me off, of course, because like, like as I'm buying the bacon, he's like, what's the bacon for? I'm like, fry the chicken. Like the like around the skin, he's like, "Oh, you can make one without the bacon." I'm like, "Damn, I forgot all about that." <laughs> so I'm like, "I'm like, that's like another that's like another bottle of wine and stuff like that." So anyway, that that it just took a lot more work. Yeah, and yeah. that kind of like that's how my week started. And I'm like, I was just like, like trying to catch a week, like, <laughs> please. So I'm glad the weekend's here too because I get to catch up on my video editing. I get to catch up on. Just chilling. Yeah, so Lily's sleep has been crazy. Yeah. But I had a good week, I think. Week flew by. Now we're here. Yeah. I was excited for this. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had a good week. A good week. But I want to get into we got some topics. And I, there's one, this is a, a curveball. Okay. Because my friend told me about this. So I, my boy Richard, he was on, a, you ever been on dating apps before? Mm hmm. Which ones? Oh, um, you don't have to say no, never mind. It's but okay, like, I'm not on them now. Um, I was on um, Hinge. I was on a few others. Okay. Yeah, it was oh. on <laughs> a few. <laughs> but like, so he was on, I don't know if he was on Hinge. I think he was on, I don't know if he was on Hinge. Which one is the one where, I think it might be Bumble. What's the one where you could talk to him and then after you start talking to him, you like unmatch? Is that Tinder? Is that Bumble? I don't use date naps. So I've never been on one. Um, I... That sounds like Tinder, but I don't know. So whatever happened, he matched with somebody, had a good conversation. I think he didn't match on any of them at this time. Anyway, I'm sorry. For yeah, I, I, I just don't know how they work. I, I think he, I, I want to say it was Bumble, because I feel like every guy uses Bumble, because it's just like, you know, in their head, like, oh, a girl chooses me, like, I'm up, right? Anyway, but I'm going to say it's Bumble for, for the sake of conversation. Okay. So I, I think he's on Bumble, and he's having a conversation with this girl, and she brings up a term that I've never heard before. It's called a dink lifestyle. What is that? So she asked him if he wants kids. He was like, he's like, yeah. When I get when I get something, I want kids. She's like, oh, I don't believe in kids. I believe in a dink, a dink lifestyle. A dink, dink stands for dual income, no kids. And listen, I, he told me this, and I thought she made it up. I looked it up. I had looked it up. This is a whole movement of like, <laughs> of like. Wow. Yeah. Dual income, no kids. Like, you live your life, both have jobs, both make money, and you guys, like, the, the biggest free. thing is freedom. And I want to ask you, like, how do you feel about, like, that? Like, does that make sense where we are now in the yeah. world? Like, Yeah, it definitely makes sense where we're at now, <laughs> especially for women. I mean, it's because it's dangerous to have babies. It's dangerous to get pregnant. It's, it's dangerous to bring children into this world. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, like, you shouldn't just have kids just because you want to have them. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I think it's a calling. I think it's, um, you know, a very special privilege. So to be intentional that if you know you don't want kids, mm -hmm. to not put yourself in a position to create them, I think is very wise. Thank you for doing the planet justice because there's enough terrible parents on this planet. <laughs> we don't need more of them. 
speak. My, my sister Lily, just, I was talking to my sister, she's a, she's a dental assistant, go ahead. I was just going to say, people wanting that lifestyle, I'm not saying they would all be terrible parents. Um, some just don't really want kids like that. So uh-huh. I'm, that's, I should maybe like revise that to say, you know what I mean? Like, nah, I'm just kidding. Nah. nah. Leave that where it's at. Leave it where it's at. <laughs> Y'all need to not have no more kids. You know what? Anyway, if, you know if you know you don't want to be a parent, I think that's that's fair. Not everybody should be a parent, you know? It's a lot of y'all should be parents. Even, but the thing is, I feel like a lot of people that don't want to be parents would make great parents. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? That's where it's, like, a problem. It's like, but we need you. We need you. But there's so many kids on this planet that need parenting, that need support, like, because we have more people in the world to help put our hands together to help them. Lily, my sister today, was, she works in a dental, she's a dental, she works in a dental office. She does cleanings. She cleans babies' mouths. And she said she literally had somebody say, I didn't know I was supposed to brush their teeth. So, like, that alone, like, hey, you need to dink it up, bro. Like, like you say, if you if you don't want to do the, the bare minimum to take care of your kid. I don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot of people who have kids that don't know how to be a parent. And I know that that's, I, don't, I guess no one knows really how to be a parent. I didn't know for sure. But she held it down. My mom did. My mom did a good job. Being twenty year old, having a kid, I don't know what I would do. We don't give our parents no credit in that. In that At twenty, I was so arrogant to have a kid and think I'm like I'm gonna be a good dad. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm not gonna be absent, but like I'll probably be like oh, I really messed up that situation. <laughs> like really thinking about like twenty, even now sometimes like I'm twenty six. Like, as much as I want a kid, I'm like, would I, would I do right by a kid right now? Am I doing right by myself right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then again, like you said, I feel like some people, do you feel like kids help people grow up? Some, not everybody. Yeah, I know my sister grew up a lot when she had a kid. Yeah, what do you mean by grow up too? Because that's... My sister lived a life where she had no responsibility. Mm-hmm. And once she had a kid, she's like, it's a lot of responsibility with this. Yeah. And like, cause like, I only say that because like my sister was her person like, we gotta go to school. I don't feel like going to school since so stay in my bed. But we have to go to school. <laughs> like just, or like going to work, like they want to come work at nine o'clock. That's a no. They're gonna have to fire me and I'll speed on employment. Like that's like my sister's like lifestyle. Yeah. And when she had the kids, she was like, okay, I gotta go to work. Mm. I gotta pay bills. Well, she has motivation to mature. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I said. I feel like I don't feel like she that should have been a situation. Like she needed to have a kid to grow up. But like yeah. I will say, having a kid made her sober up. Like, all right, let me get serious about my life. Uh, let me, Not that know. she wasn't before. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But back on the dink, the dink lifestyle. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Is it dink lifestyle for you? Are you a no, dinker? I'm not. Yeah. I definitely want kids. <laughs> I want to be married. Like, I definitely want a rather traditional family. Mm-hmm. You know, just in terms of white picket fence, golden retriever, <laughs> yes, American flagpole. Oh God, <laughs> the true American dream. Yeah, like green grass, like pan African flag, or something like that. Okay, nice. But yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, I would like to live that lifestyle for a while before we have kids, though. That makes sense. You know, I think that that it could definitely still be something that 
can be applied intentionally mm-hmm. before you choose to bring children into this world too. Yeah. You know? I will say too, like to the credit of Dink Lifestyle, because I, I read I read the art there was an article in Pop Sugar and I was reading it and they're just talking about how it allows them to have freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, um yeah. because since they have two incomes, it's like if you like if somebody two people are married and one person wants to do a career shift, they don't have they don't have that burden of like, oh, I gotta make sure I keep working because my kids like mm-hmm. they said those relationships they have a lot of like career shifts or like lateral shifts where it's like and I, I think that's pretty dope to think about like if I know I've been in situations where it's like my job is trash but I can't quit right now. Like, mm-hmm. I really have to go to work. And it'd be dope to be in a situation where it's like my dra- my job's not fulfilling me. I want to take a chance and we can survive on like one and a half incomes. Like I can do that. Like that's, that's, that's when I heard like them speaking like that, I said, okay, I can see a dink. I get, I don't know about when I get old. Once I, I mean, I think for me, I think about like just being in like child, childbearing age and like Mm -hmm. I'm 31 and 30. I know that I still have time. I'll be like, you have time. I know, (laughs) but I don't know. I, I also just think the later, uh, obviously, the later that you have a pregnancy, the more risky it is, and so, <clears throat> and also it depends on like my partner and if, if he's fertile and if he wants kids, you know, or if he has kids, because there's also that too. Like, yeah. So I don't. I'm very open to how kids come into my life, but I also, um. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I feel kind of caught off guard, not caught off guard, but like mind blown about it because I could appreciate the freedom of having, you know, the chance to change careers or mm-hmm. go back to school or be only in school and not have to work in school at the same, do school at the same time. Yeah. You know, I think that there's, hmm, there's a lot of, <laughs> I see a lot of beauty in that. Well, that that's the thing too, because I feel like, Especially when I think about the idea of like the like the dink, because I think because I'm thinking about like my mom had me at 20. Mm-hmm. That's young as heck. But the luxury of my mom having me at 20 that I see like the positive, if I had a kid at 20, is that you burn through your like you know obviously that's 18 years, 25. But like you know 25 years, my mom. So she had me at 20. Now she's. So my mom is 46 and she gets to like enjoy it. Well, she has more kids, but if she just had me, she would be able to enjoy her life at this point. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, she still does. And it's like, I know what you mean now. I feel like even though like I'm not in a place right now for a dink, if I, if, if, if like God does not bless me with no relationship that's sustaining, I, if I'm 44, I might have a dink. Like it's, a, it's an acceptable <laughs> alternative. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely an acceptable alternative. I just think it's wild at 20. Like, me and my friend, like, my friend's 26, I'm 26. Well, he's 25, yeah. I'm 26. Being 26, 25, 24, 30, talking about dinking, I don't know why I keep saying it like that, dinking, but like, I don't know if I want to dink that young. Cause like, it's also so serious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, whoa. <laughs> yes. Are you okay with a dink? I don't want any kids. I'm mad at that. But I mean, yeah, it's important. Like in your twenties, though, like you know, pregnancy scares and stuff like that—that's super real. So <clears throat> it's important to be able to be upfront about that because if you are engaging with someone who would want kids and would want you to keep keep the baby, that's mm-hmm. like a very 
uncomfortable position to be in. Let's just let's just not be in it by being up front. Yeah, I'm not taking this. I've got the implant. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully there's hopefully there's something. There. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's very a, interesting. Yeah. Dink, the dink threw me off this week. I, I had to, I had to share that one to see what you like, what you thought about the dink because um, a study shows that people from eighteen to 44 percent said they don't plan on having kids. That's up. It used to be thirty something. Forty four percent. From eighteen to 30, 49. That's actually crazy. That's a that that. Almost half. Like that's why I said. That's why I was surprised about the dean. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm really becoming the mid, the like the minority. Like, oh, you really want to have kids? Yeah. You want to have like little him? Maybe come little him. You want to have a little humans running around with snotty noses? Yeah. You do. Yeah. And I want to wipe the noses too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'll change their stinky diapers. I want to see. I'm gonna see what they grow up to be. You know. Yeah. Kind of cool. Said every person without kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I. I, I tell you all the time, like, I kind of feel like I raised kids because I raised, like, I helped raise my little brothers, but I was never financially responsible yeah. for them. When you feel like tapping out, you get to tap out. Yeah, like, Mom, I don't feel like watching this weekend. Okay. You know, you're off the hook. Same, same with Auntie Diddy, you know? Yeah. It's a short period of time. So that's the best duty, though. Yeah, it is. Oh, I get my cute. Oh, they're fussy. Oh, oh, oh. oh mommy's take them back. Take them back. I don't know what to do. <laughs> maybe I do, maybe I didn't. But yeah, think. So yeah, what, before we end it on, would you think? Uh, like I said, depends on what time I'm at in my life. Where I'm at, if I've passed the period where, you know, I want to have kids in that kind of that traditional family, then maybe. Actually, I would say yeah. To start, that's pretty much what I'm looking for. I'm looking to start off yeah, in that space. First. Yeah, I, I don't want to see even. We're not having kids until we've been together for a few uh, years, kid-free. Like, we have the dink for at least two years. Yeah. And then we can think about undinking this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can circle back. <laughs> but but so, I want kids, so it would not be a permanent thing for me. Okay. Just say, I want to kind of say on the like say on this trajectory because you you brought up it's not the same thing. Kind of same thing. It's not the same thing. But it's like in that same realm of like like kind of like lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You brought up a video of Amanda Seals react, reacting to, um, I can't remember the name of the, the, oh, yeah. of the lady saying, saying woke. Yeah, she's trying to. So there was a, there was a, there was, to like give more context, there was a, there was like an IG clip. And in the IG clip. Amanda was reacting to a news, she was reacting to a news clip mm-hmm. of this um, news reporter having a conversation with a, I, I suppose a white activist. I did not do more enough research on the context. This, the video clip alone was just super interesting. But she, you know, the activist essentially was trying to answer what is woke. Yeah, because she was, she kept, she kept, throughout the conversation, she kept saying, woke people, woke, woke, woke. So the the young lady. The reporter. The, yeah, the reporter was like, well, can you define woke so we can feel like, I feel like we're on the same page because you keep using woke. And I want to understand, like, what you mean when you say woke. And when you talk about stumped. <laughs> she was stumbling she all said, over I, the place. This is going to be a clip. Like, I, and she, she said something very weird to me. She like, I, I can't. Go viral. Yeah, I can't go. It's going to go viral. But she also said, I can't define this in a soundbite. Why are you trying to define woke in a soundbite? 
That's so weird to be like, I kind of, I can't define this in a soundbite. Just answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, like. Performative, kind of. Yeah, it was so weird, but I think Amanda Seals in her caption, she talks about how, like, people weaponize certain words, and I kind of went, like, get your thoughts on that, like, what, because you brought it up, like, what, what did you think about when you saw that video? Yeah, I just feel like it's interesting because it's like, at least the term woke started to be used a lot more around the George Floyd murder. And, um, you know, it had to do with people like waking up to the realities. And obviously we've been waking up to realities. We've been aware, uh, wide awake to them. But um, I, I, I think like I, it was interesting to see a white woman try to define a term that's been used for... In particular, here in the U.S., black people's, you know, um, kind of unification. That's kind of really what being woke is. It's like uni uniting on the cause of, you know, addressing yes. discrimination. Yeah, we actually, like, you, okay, you see what's going on. Like, yeah. You woke, you woke to it. You woke to it. And I guess white people, all, all sorts of people need to be awakened to that, that sort of issue. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess originally I was thinking to myself, what, you know... I know why the reporter asked this white woman to try to define it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the fact that she couldn't just own that she can't define it is wild. Is wild. You know. Some people aren't okay with saying they don't know. That's yeah. that is a kind of a weird 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 thing like that's weird. Yeah, you know. I forgot why I brought that up to you too. I'm sorry. Let me think about it. No, I remember you you're just talking about like why don't we we did talk about like defining woke. Cause like she struggles so much, and I'm like thinking to myself, like, it really just being aware of the, you know, of the circumstances that we as black people are in, and like kind of like we have to like team up. That's how I that's how I saw woke at least, and like <clears throat> I remember I asked you like, well before I go in, like how do you define woke? Like, yeah, exactly that. Like being aware of discrimination and the different systems and you know, agents that perpetuate the problems. Mm -hmm. That's what being woke is being awakened and aware of those those happenings. Yeah, and that's why I was asking you, I remember when we brought it up, I was talking about like how woke is kind of having a negative connotation. Like, and I can't, I'm guilty of it too. Not completely, but like I've definitely like somebody like, if somebody's doing extra, I'm like, oh, he woke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's he's woke for sure like but like you know kind of being like uh what's the word um facetious is that yeah because it's like i'm not because i don't like I, I would consider myself woke but i'm not like going out like i'm woke, I'm woke. because it's also a t title used for extremists <laughs> yeah exactly you know people who are kind of more extreme in terms of especially like black power and black even perhaps nationalism, dare I say, <laughs> you I mean, know? Cause I think about, I hate to be this guy, but like when I think of like someone who's woke, I just think about that guy who has like that, like, like, yeah, brother, like, you know, you gotta use the argan oil because it's from the motherland and the like stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, you woke for sure. Talking about like a hotel? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what it's called. I don't know. I'm never, I, I don't know what hotel is. Oh yeah, yeah, like it's a hotel. Hotel, yeah, it's kind of like a. I'll pull up the facts right now. I'm trying to think how how do you define a hotel? 
Yeah. That's I mean, extreme <laughs> would be a relative term. I should have prefaced. Yeah. You okay. know? But, but yeah, I, I think mean, that's I think that's what they would be considered. I, I Talking about those people who are like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, brother, you need to uh, you need to mess with a sister because a sister is the only one who understand your struggle. Y'all come from the same bloodline. The yeah. I feel what you're saying, but why are you saying it like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's hope that sort of woke is like knowing things that no other black person would really know. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's like a it's like a benefit to that, but it's like. Well, there's, like, what's the truth to it, too? Like, yeah. how much is accurate? Um, and applicable, because the thing is, we're not a monolith as black people. So, um, you know, it, it works for, for a certain group of black people, but not all. Yeah, exactly. Not all. But, but yeah. anyway, yeah, like, that's what that, it means to be woke to me. So I was going to say, like, I was talking to the point of, like, weaponizing it. I, I think that was a good point that, that Amanda Seals brought up because like we got to kind of claim these words because <clears throat> kind of what the same thing with the n-word where it's like people try to like we claim these words and they have a meeting but the other people try to like take them and like misconstrue them and it's like I said like again I'm guilty of using woke like like condescending like but I never truly see somebody who's woke as like a negative so for her kind of like in that video talking about how like woke people like these woke people are, are are going for these things or whatever she was saying. It's like that's what she. I, I'm kind of shout out to that shout out to that sister for like putting her on blast. Like, what is woke to you? Because I don't get what you're saying. I'm trying to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah, and then white people will try to you know co opt our vernacular often. Faithful. You know, just like you ever seen that 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 back and forth between slap and smack. No. Because like people who aren't black trying to use those words and like oh this music smacks or this food slaps it's like no we try just like fleek and how doc how uh donald trump started using fleek and then the i'm so glad fleek died. Away. so that, that's one thing that's so sad like if a white person uses a word wrong that word dies like <laughs> and it, almost it, immediately it's gotta be the right right white person to kill it for the whole of the culture hillary clinton almost killed Crystal. What was it, Crystal? What did she have in that purse? She had the hot sauce on her. I don't know. I don't know that moment. What? Hillary Clinton pulled the she hot sauce She had hot sauce out of the purse. I'll never forget that because that threw me. I gotta That's find That's hilarious. You haven't seen that, really? I literally, I've never seen it. Yeah, just a second. I'm about to pull this video up. I cannot believe that. You really? I'll never, I'll never forget it. I was dead. <laughs> Unless I don't let me, don't, don't, let, don't, don't let this be a Mandela effect moment where I'm just like, I feel like I saw it. I'm like, Everybody remembers that, right? That just reminds me of the Beyonce line. What? Hot sauce in my bag. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. I didn't even know she said that. What song was that? Um, I, I don't. I think it's Formation. Good morning, Hillary Clinton asked to name something she carries with her every day. She goes hot sauce. She answered, yeah. The Clinton campaign has confirmed the time to, to the time type. The type and brand of hot sauce now voted by the Democratic Party was Ninja Squirrel, a sriracha from the in-house brand of Texas-based Whole Foods Market. Shout out to her. I thought it was Crystal, but oh. she carries hot sauce in her bag, and I'll never forget that because... That's crazy. It's unexpected. Now I'm, I'm craving fried chicken. Fried chicken sounds good. Oh, that's that's good. But anyway, yeah. 
I'm a fan of Crystal. And I what's love it? Crystal. And Louisiana. Louisiana. Yep. That's what made me think of it. <sighs> you don't got if you don't got Louisiana in your kitchen, don't make no chicken. I'm so sorry. Every even good chicken needs hot sauce. Every good yeah, yeah, even good chicken needs hot sauce. <laughs> like you, right. eat, you eat it like oh, chicken is good. Let me get this. It's a hot sauce. I like a little honey on mine too. Okay. That's a actually shout out to Chris. He's not watching this. He might watch it, but Chris Cruz. I put him on the honey on chicken, and man, he preached that to the world, like, on his soapbox, and shout out to Chris. But, I was going to say, um, I wanted to talk about, while we're on Instagram videos, that other one I sent you to, the one with, like, allowing friends to be, like, in your life. Also, we're going to put these, like, these links in the in the bio, so you guys can see the videos for context, because we're pretty bad. I think I'm bad at giving context. Yeah, I, we'll work on it. Yeah. Oh, I'll work oh, yeah. on it. Yeah. I'm, I know I'm trashy. Like, I try my best. But, but yeah, the video of the, um, basically this lady did a video where she's just talking about, kind of speaking in soliloquy about mm-hmm. how as as kids, we kind of like let our friends just kind of just exist in our lives, just sit around, you know, sit around and just lay on the bed and text and watch movies and just like, you know. Do life together. Yeah, exactly. Just be in each other's lives just naturally. And as we get older, we kind of evolve into this weird, like, catch-up culture where it's like, oh, we have to catch up and tell you about my life and, like, this tell you about everything instead of experiencing that life with you. And, you know, I almost cried watching that video. Really? Not like real tears, but, like, you know, like, you know, like your chest kind of hurt. <laughs> yeah, you felt it. Felt a little lump right here. Because I think about my friends, like, my close friends that I've had and how we had those moments where it's like, you just sitting at the house and, like, Open the door like, oh, what's up? And like just chilling like, like yeah. You're, like you're sitting there like not talking for like an hour and it's like random like, yeah, bro, I got to tell you, bro, this, this, you know, whatever story you tell you or like something happens where it's like someone, you know, this life happens mm-hmm. when you're in each other's vicinity and like I do miss that and I feel like I was just kind of thinking about like, maybe it took me down a whirlwind of thoughts, but I kind of wanted to see like how do you feel about all of that because I have like, I have a whirlwind of like, that concept yeah no I totally agree I, I think it I thought it was beautiful and insightful for me too because I I mean a lot of my friends have kids and are married so we are often always catching up and I feel like that happened shortly after graduating when we all kind of got into that space that she was talking about just having all these responsibilities mm-hmm. it's it's like yeah I don't know we have we have all these new responsibilities a whole career or family or insert all these other things and prioritizing friendship starts to fall down the drain. And I, I've seen how, you know, we can pick up where we left off, but there's nothing like being there for people through those moments. So yeah, I, I recently reconnected with one of my friends, my besties this past weekend. And she, I was planning to go bird watching with her, but she ended up coming up here instead. And you know, I was just having anxiety about traveling. It was like the weather was bad. I had a lot of grading to do, other stuff to prepare. Yeah. So she was like, I can just come up there. And she just did life with me. Like, she helped me prepare for what it was I was having anxiety about. Um, you know, she helped me relax also. We went shopping. Yeah. We went to have lunch. Like, we just enjoyed the day, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, we don't do that much anymore. So... There was something really powerful about that video for me that helped me to just 
try to not have to plan everything out with my friends. But even tomorrow, I have plans with one of my friends to go grab lunch and then go grocery shopping. Yeah. Like, just doing more regular stuff so you can be in the know. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's... I really appreciated that reminder. Yeah, see, that's pretty dope. I'm jealous because I did not go grocery shopping with my friends. Oh. I mean, I've done it before. Like, there's yeah. nothing better than, like, getting, like, five people and, like, let's go get something to eat. Like, let's, yeah. let's make something. It's like... But yeah, especially when it's like everybody splits up, you come back like ice cream. Okay, like, you your <laughs> but yeah. yeah, we're we're um, yeah, I, I definitely it was a, like a refreshing reminder, especially me. I'm, I'm a workaholic, so I'm, I'm I prioritize work heavily, mm-hmm. uh, not to my benefit some of the times. So like seeing videos like that just reminds me, especially I'm so far away from my friends anyway, but it just reminds me of, like you said, like, it's like scheduled, like life is scheduled and like, I mean, it's life right now, but it made me think about to a time when I was younger where it's like, everything was like, I don't think it was good, but like everything was like, kind of like, on a whim. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like if we're, if it's a Saturday and we both have nothing planned, it's like, yeah, just pull up and we'll just chill. And like, we just chill. That's all we do. But nine times out of 10, we figure out something to do. So it's like chilling. It's like, oh, you know, it sounds good. We should make bazookies. Yeah. I go to the store, make bazookies. And it's like, or it's like, oh, let's go get something to eat. Let's go over to lunch. We like, instead of driving, let's walk. Like, you know, things like that. We just be in people's lives. And I want to kind of, I hate to be like that person. I feel like I'm trying to solve the world's problems. But it's like, I wonder like where... Like, what happened? Because I even think back to when I was younger. I was one of those kids who was blessed to go to Disneyland. And my mom and her friend, her basically my aunt, but, like, my mom's closest friend, they used to, like, they had kids. Like, my mom had two kids and my aunt had three kids. Mm-hmm. And somehow they always hung out with each other, like, consistently. While still working, they both had jobs. They are both single mothers. So they still worked but somehow made time to hang out with each other and like bring the kids and like that's how that's how I was always around my cousins or whatnot and like definitely took that for granted but like as I get older I'm like what is my excuse why I cannot my mom had two kids and a full-time job why can I not hang out with my friends my mom was able to hang out with her friend all the time because we also keep in touch on social media now and they didn't have that before that is real yeah social media is the problem Partly, I just think that there's more ways to keep in touch and in, in the loop and in the know of people's lives. So the incentive to like hang out on a day to day, the need, even text message, were way way more accessible to one another. So the missing one another, the need to connect face to face, it's not quite as you know urgent mm-hmm. and um, normalized. Like you know, we can FaceTime and get and satisfy that need just as easily today not not saying it's just as satisfying yeah it's definitely not but you know i'm just saying like there's alternatives now and i feel like we are people of convenience and efficiency Mm -hmm. you know so what's whatever's going to be faster and more efficient and there's actually i feel like an increase of people who have like phone anxiety these days like talking on the phone like anxiety about talking to people i'm one of those people then because i i won't say i hate it No, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love talking on the phone. I love talking on the phone. I hate FaceTime. Oh, yeah. But what about calling? There are people who have anxiety just, like, making phone calls. Oh, no, I don't have basic that. Basic things. I, just, I, just, I feel like... I used to watch sitcom like 90 sitcoms. It's something about... It sucks I have an iPhone now because I, I want to live that lifestyle where it's like I keep the receiver with me all the time. I'm like... Or I had like the extra long... I remember I remember I had a house phone when I was younger and we had an extra long cable for one of the phones. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it wasn't a long era, you know, calling your boo at nine because her phone... Free minutes. Her free minutes were at nine. So I had to call her cell phone from the, from the landline. I'm just got the big old boop, 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 boop. Hello. Yeah, I miss you. Miss me. Like 14. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Like, we didn't do anything. You don't do anything. Yep. No. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I was, I grew up in that era. So, I, something about being on the phone is just natural. Like, me and my cousin stay on the phone for, like, hours. Like, three, two hours, three hours. Like, yeah. Like, easily. And it's not a bother. It's just something about FaceTime. Like, I always get mad when like, people always FaceTime, and the big listen, the biggest pet peeve I have with people FaceTime is that they're always doing something else on the FaceTime, and I feel like I'm, I feel like I don't, I feel like I'm locked into the phone, like okay, I'm FaceTiming you, so I have to look at you now, I have to have this in the vicinity, and I feel like you're not respecting the same thing. It's like you're looking at your phones like this, or you're like you're looking at me, and you got glasses on, I can see you on Instagram. It's like. What did you FaceTime me for? Yeah. <laughs> just, this should have just been a phone call. Yeah, now I feel like I have freedom. I feel like I'm trapped. Yeah. But I definitely feel that. I yeah. feel like phone call uh, or FaceTime makes it more accessible. But like you say, it doesn't suffice. It's not the same. It don't hit the same. Yeah. Like I can't... Me watching your story of your day is not the same thing as me being with you and like... Being there for the story. Actually seeing the guy trip yeah. and you like busting your side split and like... Yeah, and laughing with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know. I think we're going to be getting back to that. I think that there's definitely a, you know, insurgence for sure. Yeah, there's an increase of interest in like authenticity and things like that and authentic connection. But um, yeah, I don't know. Especially post COVID, I it's hard to know. People's desire to be connected face to face has all changed across the board. So. Have you ever had a friend that, like, didn't want to meet in person? Uh, during COVID, yeah. I'm not, well, that makes sense. That would be sometimes, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I used to. Yeah. We got to call out a lot of people. A lot of people were using COVID as an excuse to not see people. Well, yeah. Uh, it was a perfect excuse, too. Me, I did do that sometimes. It's like, oh, you know, I come to my grandma's birthday party. It's her 97. I think I got oh, COVID. COVID. I think I got it. I'm hacking but I mean, to be fair, like I was actually experiencing, like most people experiencing depression and other mental health, you know, challenges. So, you know, I mean, I had COVID or I might have COVID is also code for the mental impact for me too. But I don't know. I do. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to make excuses for myself. Do, do you, we can speak on, we can speak on that. Cause I, I think that's something that we are missing that my mom's generation has. And even a little bit my older cousins, like, I feel like when we were younger, or the generations before us, their friends group were their safe spaces. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like today, the same, some friendships for me, I know I got a couple of friendships that aren't safe spaces. Like, I can't, like, if I'm really feeling that way, like, I don't want to go, 
I'm a lot of my I have a lot of friendships where it's like I can't openly say like I don't want because I don't want to. I don't yeah I'm just really not feeling like I'm kind of, I'm kind of I have to make I mean I don't make it because I usually tell them I don't I don't want to go but like you know you kind of feel like oh, I gotta find a find a reason like oh bro I got a video edited oh I got so much editing to do mm-hmm. and you really like sitting at home close almost have to socialize. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. And I feel like I don't know, like I No, I'm pretty I'm pretty straightforward about it these days. COVID helped me to become more straightforward. hundred percent, I imagine. Sometimes if it's yeah, no, it did. Because I I feel like I would say like, oh I, I there were real serious moments where I was like I, I might have been been exposed. But like <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty good about telling people like I, I no thank you. You ever got hit with the you're like, oh, I got COVID. I think I got COVID. I'm hacking COVID. Oh, it's good. We don't care. <laughs> it's good. We don't know. We don't wear masks. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> no, I have not been hit by it. Not, no. <laughs> and if I did, that would be wild. I'd be like, okay, but I'm still open here. Thanks. <laughs> okay, it's not like I need to get away from y'all. <laughs> yeah. Because for, for me, I, I don't know. I feel like I have, I used to have a lot of friends that would, Kind of give me a hard time about not showing up to stuff, but I think we've all we've matured and mm-hmm. have a lot more grace about that, and it's not as uh, important. Like I think, help supporting people's health is more important in my friendships, the ones that have really lasted anyway. So, what, so they respect it. Yeah. What's it, what's some keys you feel like is important to like give somebody that space? Give them the space. Don't take it personal. Like. Yeah, don't rob the moment. If people need space, and if, even if that's happening, like, you know, on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. give them the space. Maybe check in and call it out, like, hey, you flaked a couple times, like, is everything good? But to not hold it against the person, I think, is, like, the number one tip, because uh, it's kind of manipulative, mm-hmm. if you, in my opinion. Like, I, it's not an emotion that is debating, debatable. If somebody's tapped out and you have, especially if it's like a relationship that's important to me, to you, then you have every responsibility to, you know, respect that and honor it, honor the, that request, you yeah. know? So is there, is that like, um, when you say that, cause I, I definitely understand that, but I kind of want to explore that a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. is there like a, is there like a limit? Not a limit. Like, is there a past limit? Like okay, you pass, I invite you for Cause I will say from my perspective, I've been on the, the side where you keep inviting somebody and like, they kind of like keep telling, you no. it's hard to continue to invite people to stuff mm-hmm. where it's like, bro, you didn't know, you didn't hit me with a no like four times and I'm not good with rejection. Oh yeah. That's a personal problem. <laughs> no, I'm not saying like I've stopped, but it's like, you know, like, but yeah, no, but I, I don't. I think the number is like it depends on the person. Like mm-hmm. because like if it's that that's important to you and your friendships, then that's important to you and your friendships. But if it isn't, or if it's important that you have this space for it to not be held against you, that people aren't counting. Mm-hmm. You know, then well, I'm not saying like literally counting, but like you know, like but yeah, some do though. Some oh, oh do. I, I, I trust me. You ask if there's a number. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I guess you I know, did ask if there's a number. Yes, if right. there's a number, and for me. I, I'm the friend that would flake multiple times. Like, so I need unlimited, 
I need the buddy. And I need the unlimited pass. I need the unlimited pass. And the thing is, though, like, if I get unlimited, you get unlimited, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if there are days which my friends have that they're like, sorry, girl, I, I forgot. Or, sorry, girl, I cannot tonight. I don't hold it against you. If anything, I'm grateful to have the night to myself. I will reconnect and we'll reschedule. So, I don't know. I don't, ha- I don't feel a way about rejection. I've worked through that um, particular feeling also been rejected a lot in my life so I, I've, I've developed a lot of resilience around it <laughs> yeah. you know um so yeah i don't think that there's a number i think it's just there's a boundary and it's a personal boundary and if for you it's you know more than four times is disrespectful to you or it's just like i don't I, it's just like not my vibe i have ever right to own, own that i don't think it's a number i think it's just i think it's the type of Oh, well, like what? Like, like major events? Yeah, like, you can skip a birthday. I don't care if you skip my birthday. Okay. But like, if it's like my first kid's birthday, like my, my first kid's, like, baptism or something like that, you're like, oh, I can't make it. I really feel the vibes. Like, I can't only get baptized once. Like, I'm not going to be, like, holding it against you, but, like, it's like certain, it's like, you know, like, the certain moments where it's like, kind of wanted you to be there. It's like a big moment, and, like, you're like, if that's the case, say that up front. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. how would we know? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just... I'm, not, this is not well, advice to you, but this is how I... Like, my my thought is, if I have a, a friend would be feeling that way about me, yeah. like, I'm happy to be there for you, but you have to communicate that that's something you need. Otherwise, that's an, un, that's an unexpressed expectation that mm-hmm. I don't owe you. Yeah. Like, you know, I love your kids, but kids' parties, is that going to be fun for me? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta. I don't have kids, and I don't, I don't know how to help take care of all the yeah. kids. I want to say, do you feel like that's like a? I had, a? I had a conversation like this with my, with my girlfriend, and we were talking about like. We we're talking to her sister and her sister's husband, and it was like we we're talking about how like it's, and I didn't think of it as a gender thing then, but now I'm hearing you like speak in that same way. I wonder if it's a gender thing where it's like, I feel like men have a lot more expectations for their friends. Yeah, I think so. Because I miss, <laughs> my best friend, her her son's first birthday was last month and I missed his birthday party. I planned to go, but the weather was really bad and I didn't want to drive in that weather. Yeah. You know, and it's his first birthday and I'm sure she was, I was really looking forward to seeing her. She was looking forward to seeing me. But mm. yeah, there's a lot of flexibility, but also the difference I think gender wise in friendship. Like with guys, I feel like, your friendships last for longer mm. and, you know, sense. across different phases of your life. Mm-hmm. For myself, I don't know, I would be curious what other women have to say, but for me, I feel like my friends have changed through the phases of my life. Interesting. So, like, I have friends from high school, I have my friends from college, I have, you know, different subsets of friends in college, and now I have my post you know, college friends, have grad school friends. So it's like, I think women have friendships out of convenience and like where they're at. That's probably not a, a fair generalization. No, I'm not, I was wondering. I'm not sure if it's a fair, I'd have to like look into that, but I'll speak just from my own experience and like observations. I feel like most men that I know have a friend they've known since childhood, at least one. Do you? Multiple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That you're good friends with. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's your boy. Like, that's probably like your brother. More like your brother. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the people I grew up with, 
<laughs> Where are they? <laughs> we're friends on Instagram. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, we're not sisters. Like, we're not out here inviting each other to uh, weddings anymore. Like, you get to a certain point where it's like, I'm rooting for you from afar. And I have a new circle Do they get happy birthdays? Yeah, sometimes. Maybe. They're not in the calendar. Then no. No. <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm just, I used to have birth, some birthdays memorized, but I'm pretty pretty terrible at birthdays these days. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to... Yeah, because I just feel like... I don't know, like, even, like, I was talking to... When I was talking to her sister's, her sister's husband, he was saying, like, yeah, I got a friend where it's, like... Like, if I don't talk to him for a week, like, it's, it's like, not an issue. But, like, if I don't talk to him for a month, like, he's probably going to call me, like, hey, like... Like you said, kind of, like, checking, like, is everything good? Like, you've been MIA. And not, like, there's a full expectation, like, you don't... You didn't call me, so, like, we're not friends. We're more, like, what's going on? Yeah, are you okay? Yeah. And, like, I was telling her about my dad. Like, my dad has a friend that, same thing, known him, like... Since he moved to since he moved to like California, like known him for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's like implicit expectation. Not like it's not like you have to be here or you're like trash, but like there's like an implicit expectation where it's like <clears throat> I know you're going through like a tough time right now where it comes to like um, as far as your relationship at home. Um, but are you gonna come to this birthday party that we finna have? You know, I don't have we doing Super Bowl, so like what are we gonna what are we gonna do like. Yeah. He, nine times out of ten, shows up. And, like, it's not, like, explicit expectation, like, oh, I know you, like, if he didn't show up, it probably wouldn't be a big deal, but it's, like, more, like, there's, like, that, the like, I gotta be there, like, this is my, you know, birthday, like, man, whatever, you know, like that. Gotta push you those feelings. Huh? Gotta, like, push through the feelings. Yeah. And just show up. And I feel like I've, I feel like I've been there as a, as a person where it's, like, I might not be in the best mood, um. But, like, or, like, I might not be in the best spot, like, even, like, sometimes, like, financially. I'm not saying going to debt, but, like, I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of want to do something different, like, you know, save some money. Mm-hmm. But I've been in a situation where I'm, like, for the sake of the relationship, though, like, yeah, let's do it. And on the other side, of, I've never regretted it, but I definitely do think about, like, I ne- like when I, I think it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty weird thing I never thought about. And that sense, like, I've never thought, like... I've never had the person where somebody kept flaking on me and I'm like, oh, I can't be their friend no more. But I, I understand that people do go through that experience where it's like, oh, yeah. Like, I feel like if my cousin, who's like my closest person to me, like, if he if he kept inviting me stuff and I kept, like, denying, like, kept, like, flaking on it, I feel like it would be an issue sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I've, I've lost friends because of the fact that I'm flaky. Yeah. I have, and I don't shrug it off like it's no big deal but I just I accept that that's how I am and that's what I need in my friendships and Mm -hmm. if a person can't provide that for me then maybe we're just not compatible and so that's what I mean by like it's all about your own boundaries Mm -hmm. you know if you need people to be consistent then that's your need but Mm -hmm. if someone can't be (laughs) they're not a good fit well consistency too is is different you know like some example some people is once a month one like I got a friend I see like once a year and like, and that grew to once every two years when he got a relationship. So it's like, I'm not mad at that. Like I'm, I'm very like, um, open to that. I think it's just, I think it's a communication thing, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. somebody letting you know, like, listen. Like, I'd love to be there, but yeah, like, you know, like, and that's, I, you know, I've invited into stuff, and it's like, like I got invited into something recently, 
and you know, aunt got sick, lives in San Diego, so it's like I'm not gonna tell you like choose me of your aunt. It's kind of wild. Yeah. But I I probably haven't seen him for like three years. Three years. But I mean, I still consider him like one of my closest friends. So it's not like a, like oh he flaked him. I can't I can't mess with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes when people people do stuff like that, where it's like I haven't hung out this person like. Two months. They ain't my friend. They ain't my friend. I see them every day. Like, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, too, a little too codependent for me. Yeah, it's I've I used to have very codependent friendships too. Yeah. I also think that that's a yeah, like probably more on my side. Not, I'm not saying that was on my friend's sides, but I know for me, I was very reliant on my friendships, reliant on you know, like them to not be alone. And, um, I outgrew that. And so like my me time is very, very important. Like I don't want to see my friends every day. I love them, but being in contact with people all the time is draining and tiring. And I, you know, I don't want to reach out and be in touch with people out of obligation. I want it to because, you know, I have the time and I'm concerned and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love you. <laughs> um, Pretty much. So where was I going with that? Sorry about that. It's okay. I'm going to the whole time. Always is that the most inopportune time. Perfect time. <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah, anyway, I don't know where that was going. Sorry. That was okay. It. But yeah, I think that was, yeah, I was thought about it. I'm like, you know. Yeah, codependent. Uh, yeah. Me time is important. I just feel like. There's definitely boundaries you have to set. There's boundaries you have to set and there's also grace you have to really complicated dance that you have to figure out until you're in harmony. That also changes all the time because you might talk to somebody every week, but, mm -hmm. but as the kids changes. say, if life is life in, you know, another fig. Well, and like I said, like I was saying for myself, my boundaries have changed. I used to be very accessible for my friends and family. You know, you call me, I'd be there. You text me, I would probably respond. And eventually, like now I'm at a place where responses take a while sometimes, you know. And look at my secretary. Yeah, listen, contact my assistant. I don't have an assistant, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm not as attached to my phone. I'm not attached to responding to people quickly. I would much rather get back to you when I have the mental capacity. Um, and sometimes that's hours, days, a week, weeks later. Yeah. But I do my best to get back. And I feel like I just need people in my life that will appreciate that. Well, I definitely, I like I said, I understand that because check in. Yeah. If you have a problem with it too, like check in. That, that's my thing. I'll, I will say this: I'm not accessible when you take messages. Like, yeah. I tell you all the time, I'm not going to text you all day. Like, yeah. If you, yeah. If you consistently text me back and forth, it's like, listen, I saw the message. <laughs> you gonna get like I'm, a, I'm gonna You're give you confirmation. Couple? Yeah. But not sometimes people take like consistently back. Back and forth, and I was like, I I be feeling back. I'm like, you're getting left off. Like that's why I hate having an iPhone. I used to have an Android. I used to leave my friend red all the time because like, no one would know. Like you talking back so much, bro. Like just call me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel like, bro. If you wanna hang out, just say that thing. I feel that, yeah. That's what that's what I always like. Hey, bro, you wanna hang out or something? Like we can just hang out, like. Yeah. Cause then I feel like I'm also like I said, I'm like a production junkie, like. I feel like I'm texting you, like, I'm so unproductive texting yeah, you back yeah. and forth. Like, just eating up my time. Because now I'm like, looking for my phone, did you text me? Text me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I forgot, I texted him back. I don't think I texted him back. Like, I was like, I just put like, listen, I'm about to get the phone. Yeah. 
My phone's on, like, currently on D&D right now. Like, stays on D&D. So Same. sorry. Yeah. Get to you when I can. <laughs> I will get to you when I can. Yep. Exactly. But, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, not today. Yes, I think I'm... I feel like you had some really great, great topics. As well as the woke one. I had, we both had some good topics today. And it's been a long week, so my mind is pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry to the listeners if I was uh, a little mentally all over the place, but hello. That's all good, because I, I was going to go into the coded bias. It's giving too much. No, it's giving too much. Maybe next time. I mean, how long have we even been in, in this evening? So what you got plan for the weekend? Uh, I'm going to be relaxing after that breeding marathon, triathlon. Um, and go to lunch. Yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like. <laughs> that's what it feels like. So yeah, I'm gonna go enjoy my victory lunch tomorrow with my bestie. Nice. Do some grocery shopping. Everyday things, nothing special. What about you? I think we talked about this in the beginning. You said you were gonna like edit videos. Oh yeah, video. See, I always I have it like in a journal, but it's in the journal, so it's like not open. Like ah, but yeah, video, <laughs> like video editing. Got a couple video. I got I got this edit. I got another. I got another one. I got to edit. Man, I'm also trying to make content for my job. I'm trying to see if I can become multimedia manager, social media manager. I'm doing sales already, so kind of want to be more in the marketing area. But I'm like, you know, when you're like, you see like this video is like, yeah, you gotta find like, you gotta find that area where they need you and like kind of be there. And you're like, you're kind of looking for like the places that you want to be, like looking for coffee shops. Like, oh, they all have good websites. Like, oh, I'm at a business. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, I see the opening. It's like, oh, it's a decent company. I didn't expect this. How can I? It's kind of gonna be fun. I talked to my boss about it. He said, yeah, go ahead, so. Do it. Post some content, see, what's going, see if I can yeah. make some content for diesel company, so. It'll be cool <laughs> to get creative. Really get creative, because I'm like, I don't know, like, we'll figure it out. There's a content, there's a, oh, man, I have to, I'll send it to you one off, but I, I had, that reminded me of something that I'll send to you one off, but yeah, okay. good luck. But It's going to be great, it's going to be great. Yeah, this is the Special Friends Podcast. Again, it's me, Woozy, and... Professor B, Allie B. Allie B, Professor yeah, B, Allie we're B, here. Whichever one you know me about. <laughs> and we're out of here. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Peace.